Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor, Michael Solis, our children's director, and Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor and speaker from Sunday. And you guys are already in a giggly mood. This is going to be good. Um, we are on the, well, I guess now we're on the third week, but on Sunday we shared our second week of the Christmas Stories podcast. And um, behind the scenes, uh, two weeks ago I made a graphic and I made the mistake on the graphic and Allison tried to warn me, but I didn't heed her advice of not posting on the graphic what each week's topic was going to be. And I was like, we haven't changed the topics in a long time. And then this week we did a little bit of an audible. So um, if you're someone who, you know, downloads the sermon graphic and just, you know, looks at it every day, um, you might have been upset that yesterday, uh, sorry, wow, I already ruined the movie. Last Sunday. Way, way on back Sunday, then. we didn't speak on the Magi. We, we spoke on Mary. Um, which just kind of got shifted around. So um, on Sunday, Cliff talked about Mary, and the uh, the other title that we had for the message was um, is around being a, a bond servant, right, Cliff? Correct. What was the full title again? Uh, actually, it was to give the gift of a life. The gift of life. The gift of life. Yes, of the life. gift of yes. life, and then like hyphen bond slave, right? Right. Yes. So. Um, let's just, let's just hop into the message. Um, the week before we talked about the genealogy of Jesus, which is a very, um, common introduction to the Advent season. Right. And then this week we talked about Mary and the gift of life bond slave. Where did this inspiration, um, come from for you, Cliff? Well, (laughs) um, we were, we were talking about what to do for a Christmas season Mm-hmm. And uh, as a staff, and we kind of began to land on, let's do something a little bit more traditional. Apparently, yeah. in the past, we've done some things that have been less traditional. Yeah. So let's just tell Christmas stories. Yeah. And and ironically, I said at the time, I said I get Joseph because yep. I had yeah. this thought of Joseph that I kind of wanted to do, kind of coming at it from a little bit of a different angle, and and how Joseph dealt with a lot of the stuff in his life. Yeah. And uh, so I was excited about doing Joseph, and was actually intending to do that next week. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and, and I, I was, I dibbed the Magi yeah, and I was slated for December 12th. Yeah. And then what happened? And then, uh, after, uh, after actually Brian did the Magi, not the, sorry, genealogy. Brian did the genealogy. Yeah. I was talking to Scott, uh, Heatherton and he said, he was telling me about a message that he had just kind of felt like God was dumping on him Mm. and it had to do with the Christmas season. And he wasn't scheduled to teach until January because he's been so busy with school. We wanted to give him the season off and he's telling me about this. And I said, man, Scott, I think that is something that our church needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we're already scheduled all the way through, but why don't I have you teach on the 19th for me? instead of me doing Joseph. And um, he said, okay, well, meanwhile, I had been asked to teach uh, at another place on, on Sunday nights. And, and I, and I thought, well, okay. And I thought about Mary and I thought about this particular thing about her response to Gabriel and to God really. 
And I got really excited about that. I actually talked to the staff about, uh, man, what do you think, what do you think this is? And trying to help come up with the key sentence, keys phrase for that. Mm -hmm. And so I was real excited about that message and thought, okay, I'll teach that somewhere else and save it because I think that's going to be a a fun message. That's really going to be, have a chance to make a difference in some people. And, and, um, so Scott, Scott agreed to teach the 19th, and then I was talking to Allison about it, and she said, sounds to me like Mary's more developed than, uh, than the Magi is. So why don't you teach that Sunday? So that's how that all came We're about. We're very fluid here. Yeah. We're very fluid. Yeah, it was we really great. We yield was... to the Holy Spirit's direction, and, yeah. you know, who cares about the graphics that are yeah. already yeah. established. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Throw those out. Yeah. Yeah. Throw I, out my I, graphics. I think that's please. I felt great about that, by the way, because it was really truly was like it was like the Holy Spirit was just orchestrating this thing. And uh and when you're willing and I was and I was totally okay with going. I mean it took me a minute because I was really excited about that. And I thought, okay, well, I'm Lord, I'm good with that. And then for him to kind of engineer that and then Allison to come to me later and say, Man, with everything I wound up having to do during the week, I'm really glad I didn't also have to prep. Yeah. And that was like for me, that was just like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought was really cool about your message, Cliff, was um and it it's kind of been the theme so far with with Brian's message last week is we have these messages that really aren't Christmas messages. They are messages that are very applicable throughout the year. It's just a Christmas setting, right? Yes. You got that with with uh, with Brian's message last week. The whole idea of like just share your story, right? Um, and then. Um, with yours, it's it's about the gift of life and and choosing to be a um, a servant, a, a bond slave. And I thought that was really cool. And it kind of accomplishes two goals, right? It's it's not we're not retreading and repeating the stuff that everyone's already heard about Advent and the Christmas season. But for the people who really do like to get into that story, it's set in that time and that space. So I thought it was, um, I thought it was really cool. Um, and you might have already said it. Sorry, I was scrolling through your notes a little bit while you guys were chatting. Um, what what directly inspired the uh, the switch from Joseph to Mary? I think as I began to talk to, I actually pr- talked to the prayer team about it. I talked to the staff about it, about developing the idea of uh, what was going on there with Mary's response. I felt like it was so specific. And, and the scene changes right after that, right? Gabriel leaves and so forth. And I, I just, so I was just, and I think what, what came out of that, uh, from input, uh, Brian gave mm. some input, uh, the, I think other people in the staff did, the prayer team did, yeah. it, it just felt like that all of a sudden came together and I went, oh my goodness, that meant so much more than we think it does. You know, when we, mm. we're just reading it and we read it that, uh, I am your servant, I am your handmaid, I'm your maidservant, which is all different translations, by the way, the same word. Um, it, it, we, can, we can just brush over it like, oh, isn't that a nice thing to say? What she's really saying is, I'm available. Well, it's a whole lot more than that. And it's actually what God wants from all of us. Yeah. And I think that's where, uh, when, I saw, when I saw that, it would, then it was a matter of, all right, how do we capture that? and deliver it in a way where we'll, it will do two things. Yeah. One, people will have a hard time forgetting about it. And two, it will incite them to action mm-hmm. or make them think about 
am I, am I doing that? Am yeah. I lined up that way? Which is what the word is supposed to do for us. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have something you're going to say, Allison? Well, I was going to say just for, um, sake of future conversation here mm. today on the podcast, could you sort of recap the concept of a bond servant? Mm, like a biblical bond servant. Yeah. Like yeah. what was meant yeah. when she yeah. said that and That's it good. meant yeah. so much more. So what, what mm-hmm. was it that she intended to say by, with that response? Yeah. So I think, uh, thank you, Allison. A couple of different things. One, Bond slaves were uh, specifically Hebrew to Hebrew, right? So at that time, in that culture, they had slaves like like America had slaves that were were grabbed from, literally ripped away from their countries and everything else, or sold into it like Joseph was in the book mm. of Genesis. That's a different deal completely. The the what the situation we were talking about was Hebrew to Hebrew. So mm-hmm. now you're talking kind of same family, countrymen sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And and I'm selling myself to you because I have either one, I cannot support for myself, I can't supply myself, or maybe I owe you a lot of money, whatever it is, but I'm enslaved to you. Now I have the opportunity to go free. I choose not to because of how rich our relationship has been, because of the benefits I've seen in being in relationship so now I become a bond slave. I become bonded to you for life because of our relationship. And that difference to me when I saw that for Mary, it's so much richer and so much deeper when she says to God, no, I get you. I get your character. I get who you are. I want to be in this relationship with you so much. I'm bonded to you for life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm available to you. May it be done to me according to your word. And that would mm. be that idea of being consumed by the will of the other one. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, when somebody set up a bond slave uh, arrangement, you said it was for a certain period of time originally, right? Was it six years? Yeah. Uh, it was so, so at that time, remember in the book of Leviticus where every seventh year you had to forgive all debts yeah. and every 50th was a Jubilee celebration. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so they would say, okay, you couldn't be a slave for more than six years because in the seventh year you have to set them free. So the real trick is signing on to that, like in the fifth year, right? So, <laughs> like you're out, right, like right. done. I've, I've, often, Jubilee, I've, actually, I've really wondered if, yeah. if, they did it on that cycle yeah. or if they didn't on that particular case, look, the most you can serve me is six years. Right. Mm. So every right seventh for, for yes, you yes. would be Jubilee. But I think the key to me is that first section, they weren't a bond slave at that point. They were just a slave. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had sold themselves to be a slave at that point. Okay. They yeah. didn't become a bond slave until they chose it again. Right. And that was for life. Yes. And that was for mm-hmm. life. Okay. Yeah. And that was when they did the ear piercing and so forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the key to the whole thing to me. Mm-hmm. And in that it's such a beautiful picture of, uh, actually of the character of God and that Mary as this young girl understood God's character enough to go, I so totally trust you with me. Mm-hmm. I want to be your servant. I want to be your bond servant, your bond mm-hmm. slave. Mm-hmm. I want to be yours for life. There's no mm-hmm. going back on this. I'm yeah. completely available to you. Yeah. And as we're talking about it, it, it what, what's interesting for me when I'm thinking about this is when we're talking about human to human and the imperfections of uh, master versus slave situation. But when we, when we change this dynamic to being 
human to the creator of the universe, you can fully trust that that creator has all good for you right. when you are a bond slave to the creator of the universe. Yeah, you know? so mm. Mary was kind of safer in saying that, right? Mm. There's there's a dynamic shift, at least yeah. in my brain, that I go, yeah. I have 100% trust that mm. God's going to have take responsibility for me as I fully give myself over to his yeah. will. It's interesting, too, to think about there's that uh, trial period. So if Mary had been walking with him, uh, for a period of time, then she would know his character, mm. and so so fully commit at that time. Also, there's an angel standing mm-hmm. in front of you, giving you this news, and then you're yeah. kind of more inclined to like, I don't know, maybe acquiesce. But but then the slaves who had lived with their masters for a period of time and had experienced their character, then. I mean, I guess it's in my dream world that their their masters were so good, benevolent, kind, generous, um, that you would sign on mm-hmm. because you wanted to. Yes. Um, so, but you, speaking human to human, you had said that there was another instance of bond slave in what book? It was, Paul was... Telling us how to live in community with each other, right? Right, and uh, and so when we're, when we are called to serve each other, you know, uh, as the church, and we're called to serve each other, the the word is actually a similar word. Wow! So it actually indicates obviously our first importance is to God. So we're not enslaved by each other, but we are to serve each other that way as bond slaves. In other words, as a lifestyle, as who we are. That speaks loudly to me. I feel like it's a commitment that is a lifetime commitment. And it, it is a posture, a lower posture. Uh, it's less like what serves me. It's more like I am here to serve you all. I don't know. I That yeah. speaks really powerfully to me. Yeah. And not a, and not a, um, because we're, we're first bond slaves to God and then to each other. So we, we carry it out as we're directed by him, but he tells us to be that way, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So the service culture that we were just talking about uh, today, actually, you know, we're talking about being tov, being good to each other and serving each other and creating a culture where we do that, where we lay ourselves down for each other. That's so the picture of what God wanted his people to do mm-hmm. because we're representing him. Mm-hmm. And so he's the master, though, who laid his life down for us. Mm. Why wouldn't we say, yeah. I'm willing to be your bond slave? You know, in our culture, because we value independence so highly, we just bristle against that. We have such a hard time against that. Well, we have trust issues too, right? <laughs> right. Like, right. Right. Like maybe <laughs> maybe people weren't good to us. Maybe people weren't benevolent. Maybe people weren't. Um, you know, trustworthy. Right. And so, yeah, there, ha- there's some healing that goes on maybe yes. or experience with, with the Lord before just like fully committing. Or, yes. I mean, it's also a work of the Holy Spirit too. It is. So. It is. But you know, but you saying that, Allison, reminds me of, Michael, you've shared your background. So, you know, uh, if we let how we view our physical fathers cloud how we see our heavenly father, it really 
part starts us off in a bad place. Messes though. things up. Yeah. 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 And it's the same thing. It's the same thing here. If we have trust issues because we've been hurt by people. And that's why I said, you know, when you're, this is a, this is a very serious deal. And when you sign in this dotted line, it can feel really scary. But the only reason it feels scary, the only reason it can feel scary is because you're owning that from other experiences that you've had or reasons to not trust. If you really understand the character of the one yeah. who's inviting you into that relationship, you'd be going, I'm in. I am so in. Which is kind of what I was really talking to when I was saying, you know, when we're when we're discussing who it is we're we're making that that agreement with, I want to be the your bond slave for the rest of my existence you know when when you're entrusting yourself to your creator that's a it feels a little different than the other comparisons right right but there had to be people at that time allison that were that way mm -hmm. because they wrote it in there they said unless but if they do want to so obviously there were people going but i don't i don't want to go free anymore i want to stay with this person how does that work then and so Moses says, Lord, how does that work? And, and, and if we believe that he's right under the direction of the Holy Spirit, he says, oh, allow them to do that. It's a new category. It's a bond slave. They've made the choice. Here's how that'll look. And their masters will care for them for the rest of their life like their family. Because they actually are. Yeah. You can't send them away again. You can't sell them like, a, like you could sell another slave. Could you, do you inherit? Oh. Or no, that's adoption. That's adoption, yeah. So it's different than that. So your family, you're yeah. in the household yep. of, but yep. you're not necessarily an adopted son. Right, right, okay. right. So, but you are in the household, yeah. yeah. And the, the adopted would be mm -hmm. a, a different thing. But it, but that's a good question you ask about the generational. So, um, you know, if 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 uh, Michael's agreed to become my bond slave, and now I get old and pass, he's part of the family. And everybody sees him as part of the family. But now my son takes over my estate. Would he stay with my son? Well, as he might, but I'm not sure his children would have to, right? It's my understanding. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't it doesn't describe that generational situation. It'd be interesting to mm -hmm. do a deep dive on that and discover some of that. Yeah. Did you say when they were, it was written into the law that when a bond slave or when a slave went free that the master set him up for success. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, isn't that a cool thing? He yeah. says, so, so you've been blessed and you were a slave. Don't forget that, that you were a slave too. So there, and they were slaves, not kind slaves to Egypt. Right. Right. And so honestly, they were the, the as Egyptian slaves, they were treated as poorly as the slaves were in the United yeah. States. Yeah. So you were that kind of slave. Don't forget that. So when this slave to you, has their six years of service done, send them away kindly uh, so that they don't have to sell themselves again the next day or next week to get something to eat, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So give them of your livestock, give them of your grain, so wheat or whatever, bread, you know, and give them of your vineyard, of your wine or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. And it was, the idea was God's blessing you, you bless them mm. and let them go free. And then, and then, and then the very next thing it says, but then if they don't want to. Right, right. And I always wondered on that score, and I believe it would have had to have been mutually agreeable. Yeah. So this slave, I have to, geez, I have to get them to do anything. You know, it's hard. The whole six years they're working for me, it's difficult. And now you get to the end of the six years and they're going, hey, I don't want to 
get back out there and worry about how to <laughs> feed myself and my family. And you've done a good job of taking care of that. I think I'd like to be your bond slave. Mm. I wonder if there were any of them going, uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Cause, right. cause I don't want that responsibility. Mm. There was a huge responsibility well, that came you, with it. You think also that slave is also going to age out. Yes. Right. So yes. sometimes true. I mean, people aren't valuable based on what they do, but you know, it, is a household supporting certain members that can't contribute mm. uh, in in physical ways or monetary ways or whatever. So you're you're taking on their care and serving yeah, them. That's very true. So it just is a commitment that if it's going to be for a lifetime, it's for a lifetime. There's a lot that goes into that. Yes, there is, and I think that's why they would have to think about it, right? And that's why one of the one of the things that I, that I wanted to make sure I got across was. The cool thing about God as our master is if we ask, he's not turning us away. Mm. Whereas they could turn us away. Mm. And and if it was me and I'm asking and Michael's a guy, Michael's looking at me going, dude's going to age out pretty soon, man. Yeah. It could cost me a whole lot more than I can gain from him. I think I'll pass. Yeah. Um, for people who are new to faith and new to the New Testament teachings and whatnot, um, maybe it's a good idea to differentiate. Like Mary was saying, like, I want to be your bondservant, Lord. Like I'm giving myself to you forever. Um, but God calls us adopted sons mm -hmm. and daughters. So he's not saying like, Hey, Allison, you're the bond slave. So could you get me some more coffee mm. or whatever? He's, he, he has called us into his inheritance. Yes. Right. And he's called us into sonship mm -hmm. with him. So he actually has, I mean, there's lots of different terms of the right. way to describe the kingdom mm -hmm. and our relationships yeah. therein and all that kind of stuff. So um, anyhow, I just, I just wanted yeah. to put that little PS on there. Like that God isn't asking us to be his bond servants, right? Yes, he is. Is he? Yeah. Okay. And Absolutely. where? He's also adopted us. He has adopted yes. us. So if we were looking for the difference, yeah, the, it would be, we are adopted. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think here, boy, this is great stuff. So as <laughs> when we get adopted, um, you know what, having so many adopted kids in my family and, and uh, literally my parents have 46 grandkids and 23 of them are adopted. Wow. So, um, and I'm I've not got great an adopted at math, but that's son. half. Pardon me? I'm not great at math, but that's half. That's <laughs> very good. Very good. And and one of the things you learn as an adoptive parent is not to have the euphemism of thinking that your adopted child is going to appreciate you adopting them mm. because it's so rare they do until maybe they get to adulthood mm. and then they see that and they go, oh, wow, thanks a lot for adopting me. Somehow I think when people adopt, they think that the mentality is I'm just saving this child from this terrible situation that they would otherwise be in, they will be so grateful to me and aren't I a great person? And that's not the way it goes. So it's a whole different deal. But with us, when we come into the kingdom and, and God says, I'm adopting you as a child, we should have that response, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. God, you have pulled me off the trash heap. You have pulled me off of eternal damnation. You mm -hmm. have forgiven sins that that I have no right to even, I could not get do anything to have them forgiven on my own. That's how incredible you are. And now you're calling me your child. What can I do? 
to serve you mm. because you so obviously have done everything for me. Right. And that's us giving ourselves yes. to him. Yes. Yeah. What verse is it where he asks us to be bond slaves? I, or the, just any, any, most of the verses where it asks us to serve him. Yeah. It's using that same yes. doula. Yeah. Do, doulas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The verb form of that. Yeah. Okay. I think what's so interesting about this conversation that we've been having for almost 20 minutes now um, <laughs> is I feel like we're all either tiptoeing or there's some hesitancy around some of the language, right, that we're talking about. And I think it's important for us to underline this whole conversation with we are aware and it's, yes, I'll just leave it at that. We're aware that the history of the world and, and the actions of people have given words that were given from God a different meaning, right? We look at the word slave and we hear all of that, what has happened in our history as a, yeah. as a people. And it was when you, when we brought up um, bond slave, we we're talking about examples of that. I went and looked at um, something in our American history that we have an example of. And that's before um, when, when people were coming to this country, there was a conversation of indentured, indentured servitude, right? Yes. And what was started out with maybe, and I don't really want to get into the ethics of it, of a good idea of, hey, we will offer you free passage, air quotes, free passage to the U.S. And then once you get there, you're going to serve as an indentured servant to pay off your debt, right? And then as I was reading down the list, it said, and then it was used to exploit certain people, right? And the conditions were never, ever going to be met. And I think for me, that's what kind of clicked of like, God has the best intentions and is a great master and has no intention to exploit us. But we have been so affected by people's actions that the word slave, and I do not want to deny anything that happened with slavery, has been changed when we talk about mm -hmm. being a bond servant or a slave to God. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, you're so right, Aiden. And that's, uh, and, and we do, we need to struggle with it, but we need to struggle to get past it because it's so uniquely different mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with our savior. Yeah. Cause he's already died for us. Mm -hmm. So when we want to get resistant about saying, but you might, you might be thinking about, but, but you might be thinking about me as a servant. No, excuse me. He's already paid his life for you. Mm-hmm. There is no question about honor. There is no question yeah. about intent. There is no mm -hmm. question about loyalty. Yeah. And that's the, that I think is what, mm -hmm. and that I think is what Mary recognized. Mm -hmm. What a great place to throw myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she didn't have, she, interestingly enough, she didn't even have Jesus as that model at the time. Correct. Yet, right. It was like, <laughs> right. Almost there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right. that's, that is fascinating. Yeah. 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 I think that as I look back on that, on God using that as a model, and I don't, we don't know how long that lasted, right? Um, how long that went on historically in that way. But so often God uses those things to me to, that he winds up using as examples. Mm. We look back on it and we go, oh, there's a picture of what he meant spiritually happening in the physical back here. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I mean, we just, we just see that again and again that you go, wow, wow, you have so many different layers here, God, mm -hmm. with the way that you want to show us these things. It's so fascinating. It's so exciting. And, and speaking of those layers, I, until we were just kind of talking about this here, I never really thought about Mary's response to, you know, I'm choosing to be your bond slave and God saying, 
perfect. You're the one I'm entrusting my son with. You're going to be the one who has this attitude, mm. who's going to be raising this little boy up. That's great, Michael. Yeah. That's Thank great. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I, yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. That's great. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's so meta. <laughs> you know, I mean, not meta like Facebook, yeah. but like, yeah, you know, like the she's serving God humbly, like she's about to birth God, yeah, and yeah. serve Him, and so. and guide this little one who, yeah, is so cool, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Shoot, I, I literally just had a brain fart. <laughs> We're all just I, blown away for yeah. a minute. Let's well, just no, all take just, it out. Anytime someone mentions meta, I immediately <laughs> think about, oh, wow. That is that is just... <laughs> it, it is meta. Like It almost causes me to stop my tracks and go, I know, take wow, it out. really think about that for a yeah. second. Of She was saying yes to God, and then she... Wow, you really threw me for a loop there, Allison. That's yeah. cool. Um, man. Oh, I was going to ask Michael. Uh, what did you guys talk about in in uh, children's <laughs> with the kids? Yeah, we yeah. B- before the podcast started, we're joking about because that's how. not an easy conversation to have with kids. No, so it, it was. Um, we also talked about Mary, but we also talked about Joseph this okay. week. Uh, yeah. So it was both, um, and the emphasis was more on the angel approaching them to to basically share with them yeah. what the what the plan was, and uh, I I got. I, sometimes I'm in one class, sometimes on the other. This week yeah. I was with the orchard, the elementary school kids, and we you come. We kind of started to touch on it just briefly here, and that is the idea of an angel showing mm-hmm. up to Mary. And as I was talking about this story, I, I get an outline, but I, yeah. I read it, get it in, and then just here we go, kids. Yeah. And uh, what was kind of fun was I was going. How many of you have read about any time an angel shows up on the scene in scripture? And what is one of the mm. first things they say? And the kids, they're with it. I'm like, holy cow. Like, Don't be afraid. <laughs> and I was like, why do you think they would say that? And, and some of these kids know, and some of them are like really interested. And they're like, usually angels are scary and big and I'm going and clearly I'm not the biggest guy in the Mm -hmm. world, but like I'm on my toes in there. I'm going, you think they're this tall, this tall. And and they're just having a blast with it. And I said, I mean, how startling would that be if you're kind of doing your day and you turn and there's this huge angelic figure going, Hey, God's got a plan for you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And and, uh, we just had a lot of fun with it. Tell them the part about the engagement thing. The engagement thing with regard. Oh yes, tell everyone the part. Yes, uh, so th- these being. <laughs> I our, like this part. I know our elementary school kids. As we're as I'm breaking down the story, I said, "Okay, so let's. How many of you heard of Mary? Yeah, everyone. Joseph, man, everyone." And I said, "Now they were engaged. They were." And some of the kids are like, they they don't date back then. Yes, that's right. Usually it's like an arranged marriage kind of thing, but mm. they know of each other and they're very excited and, and marriage is going to happen. And, and an angel shows up and says, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And mm. Joseph finds out about it and be like, what? <laughs> that's, uh, that's not my baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, now, you guys are old enough now. You know, usually... People get married before they have babies back then kind of yeah. thing. And and uh, anyway, it was a really fun time where we just, it's like Joseph attempted mm-hmm. to do the kind thing of pay mm-hmm. things off and so that Mary wouldn't have a, 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 a poor name in society yeah. and move on with life. But there was a dream 
where an angel showed up to him and told him mm-hmm. the game plan. Yeah. It says, I need you to name this baby Jesus. I need you to marry to marry Mary and to follow through with this. And he was faithful to that plan. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was really fun to break this down with the kids. And yeah. I, I think as we move each week closer to Christmas, they just mm-hmm. get more amped. Yeah. And so it's uh it's it's a conversation that it's it's a story that's exciting and at the same time okay guys let's bring it back down. Yeah. So anyway that's that's what's going on in the kids class cool. and, and yeah. it's always fun when it indirectly or almost directly relates to what's happening yeah. out here as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So. <laughs> I think uh I was thinking about it when we were all talking about the message uh it would I think actually be a beneficial read and it's so short that um if you were if you felt called by uh, Cliff's message um, to make a change, I think it'd be really beneficial for you to read uh, Philemon. Um, it's super, super short, and it's a pretty easy read. But when we talk about um, being called to be a bond servant, and then you look at the example in Philemon of essentially saying at some point in your life saying no to that call, and then you see in that in in that book the the response to okay, I'm going to get back into this, and even the relationship between. Philemon, Onesimus, and Paul is, is right. really good after Cliff's message. So. You said somebody came to you after the service. And- yeah, you know, the uniqueness, thank you, Allison, the uniqueness that we have is that even though we've made that commitment, mm-hmm. we can actually slide off of it. Yeah. Right? And I had somebody come up to me after the service and said that's where they found themselves. Mm. I, I had one time knew I'd made that commitment and, and I was focused on everything I'm doing, I'm doing for, for my savior. Yeah. And I'm trying to be about what he wants me to be about. And as you were talking about that, I just felt so much like, Oh my goodness, I've just been thinking about my stuff mm. and I've actually been praying for God to bless my stuff for my benefit and my way. Mm. And that, and I, and I've just, it's, uh, said that it brought him to tears trying to figure out I've got to come back to the Lord on this thing wow. and line back up with him. And that's wow. the uniqueness I think of, of our role with that mm-hmm. is, is God actually gives us the freedom in our slavery mm. to walk away from it when mm-hmm. we shouldn't. Yeah. Hmm. That's great. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up? Next year, the Magi, man. <laughs> I got it. Have sure. you ever been curious what a year of development on a message will sound like? <laughs> We're yeah. going to find out. It's going to be so good. We, I'm we, be we will I'm find out. Yeah, yeah. Next exactly. year, I'll yes. see you. And I would, uh, a shameless plug for Christmas Eve. Yeah. When the littles will show us some of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be cute, man. I'm getting, I'm hearing from parents, and there's going to be all kinds of creative animals for Christmas Eve this year. <laughs> could it's, could it's, you still use more children who are interested, or are you kind of full? You know, here's the deal. Um, I'm, I, I literally, I'm, I've, already, I'm casting everyone at this point in time. But if there are other families that have not, they're like, oh man, I wanted to reach out, I wanted yeah. to get the kids plugged in. We can plug them in. Absolutely. I can give them a place where they're part of the service and it would be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. There's always more angels yeah. and shepherds and animals. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I auditioned. I never got a call back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys, we were going to talk to you about that, you know, but that was after the podcast. Are you comfortable oh. 
taking on the role of baby Jesus? I think I was born for it. I, perfect. <laughs> we just like we just have manger right up front. Yeah. We just have you just every uh, once in a while just kind of pick your head up. And I, I, I feel bad for <laughs> you guys because I'm a method actor, so I'm going to be getting into character. Man, this is not going to be good for weeks. us as staff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be working on humility in January. So, um, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching the podcast, and we will talk to you guys next week. 